The Plumbing Marketing Profits Podcast. Interviews with million-dollar-plus plumbing and HVAC business owners on how they market and grow their companies in today's economy. Hear directly from the most successful leaders in your business and discover what they are doing to keep their phone ringing, trucks running, and businesses booming. With your host, Josh Nelson. Well, hey, this is Josh Nelson, and I'm so excited to have you on today's episode of the Plumbing and HVAC Marketing Show. I'm excited here to be live with Brian Kaskovalskian of G4 Marketing Group, and really excited about some of the great insights he has to share on this episode. Uh, Brian's a serial entrepreneur in the home services industry. Uh, he had a highly successful bathroom modeling company that he built up, sold. Then he started a, a, a franchise company. It was a a handyman network business that he grew to almost 100, 100 technicians, 30 franchises throughout the United States, sold that for a profit. So he's had a tremendously successful background in running home service companies. And so I was really excited to have the opportunity to get him on this episode. And now he started a company called G4 Marketing Group, which actually provides uh, marketing strategies on how to implement and kind of experience some of the success he had in his company. And he's also got a great book, which is How to Double Your Profits in Six Months or Less. And I read through it, great book, great insights. And I'm really excited really just to have him on the show. So without further ado, let's let's introduce Brian. Brian, thanks for joining us. Hey, it's my pleasure to be here. Thanks. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. So let's start, if you don't mind, just kind of tell us your background. How did you get into this world of, of home services? Home services. Yeah. So I, you know, I, I start, like everybody else, you know, you kind of fall into things. So uh, after I got out of school, I really didn't have any money. I didn't know what I was going to do. And so I, uh, I ended up in a franchise that actually was cleaning and dyeing carpet, taking hmm. carpet, crappy carpet from this to that without having to replace it. And uh, got into that, was out there cleaning so you were, carpets. You were, you were literally dyeing the, the dirty carpet instead of yeah, it Well, out. you clean it, yeah, you would clean it. It's a great concept. <laughs> I don't know if they still do it anymore. We're talking 20 years ago, but yeah, we would go in mostly with apartments. You clean the carpet and then you would change it from like a tan color to a darker, like a brownish color. And then they would just re-rent the unit. Okay. So I thought that was I thought that was an interesting idea. I didn't have any money. I wanted to be in business for myself. So I said, all right, let me get into this. So I got into that, quickly realized that, boy, I'm never going to make any money if I'm on the truck mm -hmm. myself. Yep. So I brought on the first technician, um, started to learn a little bit about what it takes to kind of grow a business. And the hardest part is getting yourself out of the truck. Mm. And, and that goes for any business, right? I mean, the, the person that owns a hair salon, let's say, um, the hardest thing for them is to get out from behind the chair. A chiropractor, get out from cracking backs. A, uh, a marketing company that's doing all the marketing, you know, themselves for their for their clients, whatever it is. For plumbers and HVAC, obviously, it's the same as what it was for me. Get out, get of, the out of the truck. Yep. So once I learned that, and I started to bring people on, then I had to figure out, well, how am I going to keep these guys busy? How am I going to get these trucks busy? So then I started to learn a little bit about about marketing. Got into the bath remodeling business, okay. which was was interesting about that business. I don't know if I've told you this before. Was 
I never learned. We started off by refinishing bathtubs. Hmm. I purposely did not learn how to refinish a bathtub because I didn't want to get sucked into having to go out and do that. I wanted to focus on how do I grow this this business? Mm -hmm. And that's where that's where my focus was. So running and the business as opposed to being the tech. Yeah. Well, and and at that time I was I was big into the E myth with Michael Gerber. He mm -hmm. says work on the business not in the business. Yep. I took that literally and that's what I did. And in that, that was also franchised by the same people. And I was like one of the biggest ones out of 150 franchisees around the world. I think I was like number two or number three wow. after the first year. It's a lot of bathrooms remodeled. It was a lot of bathrooms. And then we, yeah, and then we started getting into the remodeling side of things and we built that company up. And that's really where I started to focus in on, on, on marketing. Mm. And then, like you said, and then after that, I got into the handyman business. And, and a partner came to me and said, hey, we need to do this business. Now, don't prejudge, Brian. Because I know. Plumbing I know, and HVAC I know. companies can't like stand handymans. Um, focus on the lessons. There's a lot of insights he can share with you. So don't judge yeah. him because he was a handyman network. Yeah. <laughs> We did plumbing, but we also did a whole bunch of other stuff too. And in, again, in that business, I mean, the big joke was that the guy that owned the company was the last the last handyman you ever wanted to show up at your house was this guy. Couldn't hang a door, right? No, I couldn't hang a door. <laughs> I can't hang a damn picture, let alone hang a door. Right. So, but luckily, I had a partner who was a great handyman, and so we we took that business. Again, I focused on how do I grow this business. And with that business, we um, it was all marketing driven. We created um, systems not only for making leads, but we also had to create systems for how do we take those phone calls when they come in? How do we dispatch the, the handyman or the technician to the job? How does the handyman sell the job when he gets it? Because most of these guys couldn't sell their way out of a paper bag. So we had to have a sales system for them, like a lot of your guys. I mean, mm -hmm. let's face it, when the guys are going out there and they're being dispatched, they have to know how to sell, yeah. right? So um, yeah, so we did that and um, spent millions of dollars on marketing. We ended up, uh, creating franchise company out of that. At 30 some franchisees around uh, North America. Uh, we had, we at, at one time, we had three of our own offices. We had over 100 guys that were working for us. Wow. Um, yeah, so we had a pretty, pretty good size operation. So what I want to do now, based on that, so he was able to build this company to, to 100 guys in the field. Obviously, a lot of leads had to be generated in order to make yeah. that happen. So let's talk about the marketing strategy. Because um, this is the plumbing and HVAC marketing podcast, and we really yep. want to drill down on the specifics of marketing and lead generation. So, the way I always frame it on this podcast is there's really three elements to an effective marketing strategy. There's the the audience, you know, that's who you're who you're going to be selling to. The message, which what are you saying to position yourself so that those people want to call you versus the competition. And then there's the media, which is what avenues did you use to get that message out? Yeah. How did you reach those people? So let's kind of drill down on each of those in a little bit of detail. Who is your market? Who are you selling to when you were running this these handyman companies? So, you know, market message media. You know, you and I uh, are big on market message media. Everything's mm -hmm. got to fit within market message media. And because we were spending so much money to make the phone ring, and this was, you know, this was about 
oh man, it was like 15 years ago now. So this was before the internet was really the internet. You know, mm -hmm. we were we couldn't rely on. I couldn't hire. Uh, uh, Josh to make leads for me every day. Mm -hmm. We had to go out and use newspapers, magazines, direct mail. I mean, we did it all. And so what we were looking for, obviously, is we were looking for homeowners. Mm -hmm. And we were looking because we were like a lot of the people probably watching this, we were premium priced. You know, we weren't the guy that they would just get from like um, uh, uh, a classified ad that was 25 bucks an hour, we were like 80, $85 an hour for handyman services. So we needed homeowners that had, that had a need. And so that was really, that was our target audience. Mm -hmm. And so based on that target audience, we would look at, okay, where do we think these people live? Mm -hmm. Note I said, where do we think these people live? So when you start advertising it's kind of you're kind of guessing if you're starting from zero but I, I would think most of the people that are that are going to be watching this actually have a database of people because what happened was as we started to get more and more people into our database now we could do analysis mm. and that was what I spent a lot of my time on is who are these people where do they live? I would drill it down to, we would do zip code analysis, we would do neighborhood analysis, we would be looking at where specifically are these people. A quick story on that. Three years, four years into it, we were in Southern California, mm -hmm. and we covered, I mean, Southern California is huge from end to end. <clears throat> Sorry, it's like two hours from end to end. We were smack dab in the middle. We spent money all up this way. We spent money down this way. We ended up putting an office here and an office here. But I would look at these numbers of, okay, where is our business really coming from? You know what we found out? Hmm. Our number one zip code, number one zip code was where? No idea. Down the street. Right in your backyard? It was right in the backyard, hmm. in our backyard. So I'm spending money over here when really my greatest pocket was right here. Hmm. So I took some of that money from over here and I started to put it over here because I knew I had the market right. Yep. Okay, so that's the market piece. So you gotta identify where are my people coming from and one of the best ways to do this is zip code analysis. Just so, analyze every zip code. So let's pause there for a sec. So what I find, there's a correlation between how much you really understand your market and how successful you are as a marketer. And a lot of you guys that are listening to this or watching this, you spend a lot of money on yellow page ads, pay-per-click advertising, radio, and you're very interested in the media. Everybody wants to talk about the media, but none of your media advertising is gonna be as effective as it could be if you don't understand who your audience is. So that was a great insight. If you spend the time, you guys have probably been doing this for some years, and you have data, you can start to really analyze and figure out who your best customers are, and that will dictate where you should be spending more of your marketing dollars. What's interesting now is, aside from all of the demographic information that you could get on zip code analysis mm -hmm. from, other, from other sources, including the media. So what kind of sources would they use if they want to find out 
this information? Well, look, I mean, if you're using Valpac, Valpac has tons of information broken down by zip code. That was one of the main ones we would use. They'd give us these spreadsheets on every single zip code, all of the demographics, average income, percent of homeowners, um, what, um, how likely they were to buy home improvements. I mean, they have a ton of data, just Valpac does. Mm. Oh, and then the other thing I was gonna say was now, you could break it down even further because the post office has this thing called EDDM, mm -hmm. every door direct mail. Mm -hmm. They break that down now by carrier routes. Mm -hmm. So you could even take your uh, that information, now you could even lay it over. I used to lay it over onto a map just to get push pins and see, you know, what neighborhoods am I in? Well, now you can even break that down by by uh, carrier route and you can actually deliver direct mail, targeted direct mail based on carrier routes. So knowing who your people are and where they live, um, where they're coming from, where your phone calls, where your money is coming from, is a critical piece. And this is something, I mean, I just, just in the last couple of months, I've helped two clients that spend an ungodly amount on direct mail and are getting lousy results. And the first thing I ask them is, well, show me a, a, a zip code report. They can't do it. Hmm. So that's like I said to them, well, the, okay, the first thing we need to do is we need to see a zip code report. Yeah. Because I'll tell you, we could probably cut out because both of these guys do the whole, well, one guy does every single Valpac there is in his market. Wow. And he's in a huge market, every single envelope. I said, dude, you could probably cut 60, 70% mm. of that out because 100% of these people, these areas are not responding. So that's market. We could talk about that all day. Mm -hmm. But once we kind of understand that, now it's time to play with the message. And yep. what's the message? The message is gonna come down to a couple of things. One is, what's the headline that's calling people out? Mm -hmm. And what's the offer that you're making for them to, to call today? You gotta have a call now. You gotta have a good reason why people should call you today rather than tomorrow or next week or not at all. Right? And so that's what we messed with was, what was the right headline? We would test this headline against that headline, this offer against that offer. Right now in with internet marketing, I mean, you guys, that's what would you do all day, right? Mm -hmm. Is you're yep. figuring out what keywords can I use, which is very much the same, the same methodology. What, um, when somebody comes to a landing page, when you're doing pay-per-click, it's, okay, does this message get us more form submissions and phone calls, or does this message, this headline, yep. get us more? Th that's, that's the same thing. And then the, and then the last piece of it, media, mm -hmm. there's a ton of media out there. So obviously there is the internet, which for plumbing and HVAC, you gotta be, gotta be on the internet, you gotta have a strong presence on the internet. Um, and you've got to do it smart. You've got to do it the right way. But when you go, and you've got to treat it just like you would treat every other media. So people sometimes think that the internet is somehow different from a newspaper or from a magazine. No, it's just, you, you just have a lot more, you can, you can go much deeper. You, you can get instant analysis. Whereas like with the newspaper, you can't necessarily get instant analysis. But I say to people all the time, you've got to look at everything. Everything works as far as media goes. I can point to companies all around the country that are making direct mail, solo direct mail work, EDDM work, um, TV work, radio work. But you have to do newspapers even, yellow pages, mm -hmm. right? If you're not using yellow pages today, you're missing out. 
right? Because people are still going and using that media. Mm -hmm. So you have to look and see, well, is there a cost-effective way for me to utilize this media? Mm -hmm. And you have to be able to test it, right? And so with media, you've got to look at what the audience is of that media. Where does it go? You know, some of the things that you want to look at with media is who are the other advertisers that are there? So let's say if you're using a local community newspaper, let's say. We used to have one in, 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 in our town where, um, and it's still there today. The, we would look at the newspaper and see, okay, how many people are actually advertising this thing versus editorial? So if you've got, this, this thing was like 70% ads, 30% editorial. The thing works. People are looking at it, people are reading it. How is it delivered? That was the other thing we would look at. Is it delivered, so like for, in, in this thing's example, it was, it was actually delivered you know, to the house. It wasn't just on a newsstand where people would have to come and pick it up. Those I, stay, I would always stay away from because it just wasn't effective mm -hmm. for us. And so you've got to look at all of the different factors of the media, who's in there, uh, what kind of other advertisers are in there, how is it being, how is it being delivered um, when you're doing uh, offline stuff, online stuff, obviously, you need a professional to do that. Obviously, you know, I have a biased opinion. I think, you know, if you're in the plumbing and HVAC business, you need to be using this guy. But um, you need to have a professional that's doing that stuff for you because there are so many complex variables. You know, quite frankly, the stuff that I did compared to internet marketing is a lot easier. Newspaper ad, Yellow Pages ad, test this, test that, wait and see, use different phone numbers. So we would use different tracking phone numbers, mm -hmm. this piece against that piece. Yeah. You know, the, the point is to have a diversified marketing strategy and don't rely on one media. Absolutely not. But you know, tap right. into direct mail, tap into print, tap into potentially radio and, and TV, tap into internet marketing, but make sure that you have the mechanism in place to track, right, and measure. Right. Because a lot of people think that listen to this, this show that Yellow Pages is dead. And you think me as an internet marketing guy that I'd be saying, take all your money out of Yellow Pages and shift it to internet. And there's some truth to that, but the fact is, in a lot of markets, where we're tracking how many calls are being generated via the yellow pages, they're getting a great return on investment. And so if you don't have the tracking in place, you really can't tell which of the different media that you might be tapping into is actually working. Yeah, and one of the things that I've noticed, well, this is not only with plumbers, but since we're talking with plumbers and HVAC companies, one of the things that you wanna really be careful of is putting your money into something that can't be tracked. Mm. So we have a client in common, I, I won't mention who it is, but this person was doing billboards. And him and I were talking about his marketing mix, and Josh is absolutely right. You can't rely on any one thing. You've gotta have a diversified mix. The more things that you have that are delivering leads to you, the more stable your business is gonna be. But he had these, these he was doing billboards and he was spending a lot of money every month on these billboards and so i started to ask him a couple questions about well how do you track them how do you know that they're effective how based on my experience what i said to him was look you could probably take every single one of those down save the hundred grand a year that you're spending on that and either put it in your pocket 
or take half of it and put it somewhere else and you're gonna get a better result. And that's what he started to do because you couldn't track it. There was no call to action back to message. So the media itself probably wasn't the right media. Plus the messaging of it was not that good. And then also in that case, market. I mean, one of one of the billboards you can't even see. You drive by it and it's like, well, you couldn't even see it. Hmm. So the market, in that case, market is off because what the billboard company will say to you is, well, but there's 25,000 people that are driving by this. Well, if you can't see the damn thing, it doesn't matter. The market sucks, hmm. right? So that's yeah, that's no. how you got to that's how I think you got to look at these things. You got to be careful with what they call brand building. You know, a lot of these guys, the the advertising reps, and I can't stand these guys because most of them never spent money on advertising. Um, by the way, if you want to stump them, uh, when they come to your office and they're trying to sell you a bunch of stuff, a, a bill of goods, ask them what was in the last marketing book you read. If they can't give you a good answer, then don't let, don't believe a word they say. Investigate, investigate, investigate. Anyway, I can go off on a tear <laughs> with these guys because they've cost me a fortune in my life. So yeah, I mean, so I think that's a great that's a great conversation around the, the yeah. media, and just you know, real quick, high level, what was the like the primary media that worked for you in your in your handyman network, for instance? We had a mix. Yeah, we did newspapers. Newspapers worked great. We were in the yellow pages. Yellow pages worked great. Um, what else were we doing? Um, God, we were doing Valpac. We were doing um, well. So one of the things that was, and I knew better at the beginning, because the way we started the business was we kind of leveraged my customer list from my other businesses, and that's kind of how we started with the handyman business. And at the beginning, when we would bring these people in, the new customers in, we had a newsletter that would go out, we would stay in touch with them, but pretty soon, like literally after a few months, we got so busy I was so busy, I thought, ah, I'll just put an ad, it'll be easier than writing a whole customer newsletter. Well, that stupid decision, even though I knew better, probably cost me a fortune over time. So what happened was, as the business matured, more and more we learned, crap, we're not doing enough with our past customers. Mm. And so that's when Addie came in, my, my business partner and, and my wife now, um, she came in and, and um, she said, well, wait a minute, well, you guys are being dumb. I mean, how dumb is this? You've got thousands of customers, and yet only a small percentage of them are coming back and using you again. Mm -hmm. How is this? How is this smart? And I, and I my answer, yeah, I know. Yeah, right? it's a typical paradox, right? Yeah. You spend a lot of money, you generate a lot of leads, you create Tons. the customer, but you don't do anything to to retain that customer to get that customer to use right. you again. So she came in and she said, "Well, you know what? I'm going to focus over here and." She tripled our results wow. on, on the repeat and referral side of it. So what was happening was now we could take all of this crazy money that we were spending over here to make new, 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 spend a fraction of that over here, and these and now our customers were buying more from us. So and taking so some of your advertising lead, budget yeah. and applying it towards marketing, Absolutely. internal marketing. To internal, the right. Okay. So we were doing newsletters, we started doing email marketing, we would make phone calls, we sent gifts, hmm. all of this stuff just to make sure that that customer remained our customer, didn't go somewhere else. The next time they needed to have service done. Yeah. Okay. I mean, if, if, if people aren't, 
especially in the plumbing. That's why I love the plumbing and HVAC business is because it's all about acquiring that customer. Once you get that customer, man, you got to do everything you can to get that customer to keep coming back, mm -hmm. refer you to other people, and they will if you do it right. Mm. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, that should be a big piece of the of the marketing puzzle, especially in the plumbing and HVAC field. Yeah, because that's your, it's really the lifeblood of your company. Absolutely. And having a strategy to get those customers to use you again, not only does it make your all of your marketing more profitable, but it makes your company more sellable. Well, and that goes back to, if you look at our, the, the bath, uh, remodeling business that I had. I sold that and I made a very, very good profit on that. And the reason I was able, one of the reasons I was able to sell that business was because I could demonstrate to the buyer that, hey, look at the relationships that we have. Because we were doing hotel work and other, look at the relationships that we have. Mm -hmm. They keep coming back. Right. Every year, there's going to be a certain amount of business that keeps coming back. I have a client right now that's in the the, the remodeling business. He, 70%, when he started working with us, it was 61%, which in that industry is huge. 61% hmm. multi-million dollar company. Now, today, five years later, he's 70% of his business is repeat and referral. Wow. 70%. So he wakes up January 1, and he knows if I don't do anything else this year except focus on my past customers, I'm going to do X million dollars this year in business. Mm. Wonderful. Right? And his plan is to sell the company. Okay. And so he's doing it very smart because now somebody could come in and say, well, it's not all you. It's you have a system in place. You have relationships in place that are coming back and giving you money month after month, year after year. Mm-hmm. So yes, very sellable. Nice. So so fast forward, you were able to sell the the handyman we sold network. The, right. We sold handyman network. Gonna rest your heels a little bit. Yep. Wrote that I book. Yes, you wrote your book, how yep. to double your profits in six months or less. Yep. And then you started G4 Marketing. Right. Which it really focuses on this aspect, right? Helping home service companies leverage repeat and referral marketing strategies to drive more repeat and referral business. Yeah, it's fine. I've told you this story, but I'll tell it real quick, is that um, I was doing consulting work. Mm -hmm. So I wrote the book, and I wasn't quite sure what my next business was going to be. Um, and so I got requests for consulting. I wasn't real crazy about it, but I went and I did it. And I worked with this one company that was all about lead generation for home service companies. Uh, 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 plumbers, roofers, uh, remodelers, uh, water uh, uh, water purification companies. Anyway, so we built, you know, I helped them rebuild their their sales system to contractors. Mm -hmm. And during this process, one day we had, we had a whiteboard up and, and I said to them, I said, you know, this is all great, but you know what would really be cool is if we could also help them here. Because this is where they've got, on the back end, this is where they are just dropping the ball. And I mapped out this whole like system and, and we looked at it all and we said, yeah, wouldn't that be nice? Hmm. And that was, you know, and that was it. And then a couple months later, um, we kind of, you know, we looked at it as an opportunity to help contractors really grow their business. And so since 2009, that's what we've done. We, we took that whiteboard, 
put it on steroids, you know, figured out all of the pieces of it, and basically we do it for companies around around the country, including, you know, plumbers. Yeah. And it's, you know, you take a little piece of your marketing budget and you put it towards past customers. Now, a lot of people should be taking not a little piece, but a much bigger piece, but right. that's a whole other conversation. Um, but just take a little piece and put it towards towards the back end. And that stuff works, yeah. as long as you do good work. Yeah. And now, you know, now, 2016, things are different than they were just five years ago. Mm -hmm. Five years ago, we would talk about testimonials, we would talk, reviews weren't even a big thing back then. We would talk about the customer experience, how important that was for referrals, how important it was to take those testimonials, make happy people. So you can take the testimonials, put them on your website, use them in your sales process, blah, blah, blah. Well, now it's not even a maybe thing that you can get away with not doing. Now, if you're not getting reviews online, you're dead. Mm -hmm. You're gonna get clobbered. Yeah. Because a company that could be is two years old, that's got 30 Google reviews, 4.7 uh, on, on Google, and you've been in business for 25 years and have three Google reviews, they're gonna, they're gonna eat your lunch. Yeah. Because people are gonna look at that and they're gonna say, well, that company is a little bit better. So now, not only do you have to stay in touch with that customer, but now you've really got to work on delivering an experience that's so great that they're going to want to go online and give you a review. Yep. But now then, but what you want to do is not end it there. A lot of companies are just like, well, I want to get the review, I want to get the review. That's great. But now you've done all of this work to get the review. Why not put in just a little bit more effort and get them to come back and give you more money yep. and go tell other people about you? Yeah. So that's really kind of, that's that's the strategy, mm -hmm. is let's take that now and let's use that to go build our business, to go make more money, to get better quality leads, to make more sales, to make more profit. Yep, absolutely. And so you, you've applied this to the to the plumbing and HVAC yeah, world. Yeah, absolutely. Um, do you I have mean, any examples of how this has worked for uh, other well, plumbing companies you know, or HVAC I, companies like, like those listening and watching? You know, part of what we do is we say thank you. you know, after the job is done, a lot of you do thank yous, which is great. But with our system, we have a little, you know, a little bit of experience behind it, and we do it for our clients. It's all kind of automated. They give us a list, and we send it out. Well, we get a ton of response back from thank yous. We have an a device in the thank you card that gets people to come back. And the thing is to, to you know, the, again, with plumbers, the big thing with plumbers is you have to understand, and this is a, another conversation that could take hours, but I'll just say this to you. You have to understand what your lifetime profit value is for each and every customer. I talk about it in my book as one of the foundational elements. You have to know how much that one customer that you get today could spend with you over their lifetime. Mm -hmm. A lot of companies look at it as, well, my average job is 400 bucks, so they're going to spend 400 bucks. Well, okay, but how many times do they need you in an average year? Mm -hmm. How many years can you keep them as a customer? So now you just took a $400 value person and you turned them into $3,000 value person, right? And so now you got to say, okay, well, there, it's not a $400 person anymore. Now it's a $3,000 uh, person. 
what do I do different? And so we've helped our clients with understanding this, uh, this uh, idea. So you look at, okay, if we can get somebody, if, if somebody is gonna, if, if you were to do nothing, let's say, which a lot of companies do, they do nothing. They send out a thank you card and that's it. And this person comes back maybe next year. You get lucky and they see you somewhere else. They have another need. They come back next year. They spend another 400 bucks. Now their value is $800, right? Let's say you get really lucky and two years later they come back again. So in the span of four years, they came back three times and spent 2,400 bucks or mm -hmm. whatever, 1,200 bucks. Well, your goal has to be after that first time, how do I get them to come right back? Mm -hmm. How do I get them to come back within 60 to 90 days? Because if I can get them to come back in 60 to 90 days, the chances of them forgetting about me are less. Sure. Right? So if I can get them to come back, so that's one of the things we focus on. How do we get them to come back right away? Then we focus on, okay, we want to stay in touch with them month after month, year after year, so we're top of mind. So if we can take that from three times to even four times, what did we just do? We just grew the business by 25% if we can do that with every single, without doing anything else except focusing on the idea of let's get them to come back. Mm -hmm. Let's say that we can, instead of waiting for them to come back in a year, let's say that we can get them come back a second time this year and then still come back next year and then get them to come right back again. We just doubled the value of this one particular customer. So we look at these types of things and figure out how do we get them to do this? Mm. And it's, you know, it's appreciation. It's getting their feedback. It's staying in touch and keeping in touch with them using email, but also using direct mail. Mm. You've got to be in their mailboxes today. Real uh, stamps, real paper, real ink in the real mailbox. Mm -hmm. Because they got to look at that stack of mail. Yeah. You know, we're good at email marketing. You guys are really good mm -hmm. at email marketing. We get 30% open rate. Yeah. So three out of 10 people are opening the emails and we're getting results from that. But 100% of the people are looking at that stack of mail. Well, maybe 80%, right. let's say, not 100. So double the people, triple the people are gonna see your physical piece rather than just your electronic piece. So you advocate for following up via email following up via direct mail, yep. following up via newsletters and things like that. Absolutely. Just Best to way to keep in touch. top of mind and improve the probability of that customer using you again in the future. Absolutely. You've got to stay in front of them. They will forget about you. Mm -hmm. And then what will happen is, however they found you, when they do have another need, however they found you the first time, so they'll go looking on the internet. And if you just happen to have a bad day that day on the internet and somebody else was ahead of you, they, they'll, chances are good they're going to pick the other per, the other company because they just that's how they did it that's how they found you before but if you stayed in front of them and you stayed in front mm -hmm. of them and then you got them to come right back when they first your chances are a whole lot better that they're going to use you rather than use the other guy yep and if you go back through some of the old episodes with Philip Marisi Plumbing Schuler Services Larkin Plumbing they all reference having a proactive strategy to remain top of mind with the customers as one of their key marketing strategies. So this is this is like essential not to be forgotten that you have to have a systematic approach to driving repeat and referral business. So do you have any examples of your program implemented 
and kind of what some of the results were? Well, you brought up Greg, uh, Schuler Service, yep. who has been a fantastic client of yours and a fantastic client uh, of ours. They do a great job. And um, we implemented our thank you program with them and the emails. And I mean, within, I think within the first three or four months, um, I don't know it off the top of my head, but we had like 80 some people come back. Wow. I forgot what the percentage is, like 20% of the people came back mm -hmm. and did another service with them within you know, a short window. I tell plumbers all the time, I, a lot of our work is with roofing companies, mm -hmm. one-time product. Um, window companies where it's spaced out for years. Right, not so, a lot of re re repetition right. in that business. So we've developed our programs for those guys. Mm -hmm. And so when you apply it to a plumber, where we can get them to come right back, I mean, it just it just works amazing. The newsletters, you know, the, the newsletter is something you guys absolutely have to be doing. There's no better way to stay in touch with a customer. This is what we did at, at Handyman was one of the things that Addie did was she implemented a newsletter program where we went out and we stayed in front of our um, we stayed in front of our customers um, month after month quarter after quarter year after year yeah and that's the the best clients that we work with that's what they're doing you mm -hmm. know we've got another client in common uh, Nixco that has been doing newsletters for I don't know uh, a while and um, every quarter like clockwork those newsletters are going out and he's getting responses emails this was the thing I, you and I talked about this when we started working with Schuler service they would get phone calls because we had a different tracking phone number mm -hmm. in the email than from the direct mail I just wanted to see you know I was curious will they call off of an email 30% of the phone calls came from the email. Mm -hmm. The tracking number from the email uh, blew me away. Yeah. I don't get that when I work with a roofer or with a with a window company, but with Palmer's, geez, 30% of the people were calling back from the number that we put in the in the emails that we're sending out on behalf of the owners. So it's it, it's you got to understand the idea that the business that you are in, the business I was in with the handyman was, I was in the customer acquisition business. I needed to get the sale to get the customer, not get a customer to make the sale. There's a distinction there. So I had to get the, I had to get the sale to get the customer or make the sale to get the customer because mm. that's where the value is. If you think the value is in the sale, your business, you could do well, but in the long run, you're not going to be as profitable and the business is not going to be worth as much. So your personal worth, your personal um, wealth will not be impacted as, as great. Hmm. Well, great stuff. I think, thank you so much. I think there's some great insights shared uh, on this episode of the Plumbing and HVAC Marketing Podcast. Uh, Brian, if they want to get more information about your program and maybe learn about how Brian can help you implement these strategies in your company, where would they where would they go? Well, I'll give you I'll give them the the easy URL. It's uh, g the number 4 mg.com. That's okay. our website. You can go there. There's some information about what we do. Um, you can uh, call us uh, 305-856-8788. Ask to speak with me. Ask to speak with Addy. You'll have better luck getting a hold of Addy than you will me. Um, but you go to our website again g www. G, the number four, mg.com. 
go check it out. There's some free resources there too. I mean, we can't work with everybody, obviously. Not everybody's a good fit, but we've got some resources there where you can go and you can see some of what, what we do and how we do it, and we're happy to help. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of the Plumbing and HVAC Marketing Podcast Show. If you want to get other interviews, ideas, strategies on how to more effectively market and build your plumbing or HVAC company, be sure to subscribe at plumbingmarketing.net. Thanks, Brian. My pleasure. Thank you.